0: Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.
1: So we've been watching, you know, DNS redirection campaigns since November of last year. You know, we were the first company to post about DNS espionage and really notice these campaigns.
0: That's Craig Williams. He's the director of outreach at Cisco Talos. The research we're discussing today is Sea Turtle DNS hijacking abuses trust in core
1: internet service. You know, the way I tried to explain it to my wife was basically like, you know, imagine, you know, when you first see a car, of course, every car looks alike, right? But the more you learn about them and the more you learn about the models and the different kinds, well, all of a sudden, you're not just looking at cars. You're looking at minivans you're looking at sports cars you're looking at convertibles and you notice things like different colors in the paint and different types of mirrors and different types of wheels and so really that's what our intelligence allowed us to start to distill down and when it came down to it we were able to definitively identify uh, at least two different groups operating in a similar manner and you know i want to be really clear here because i've seen a lot of i don't want to say bad reporting but like People who don't have enough detail to say the things that they're saying, uh, Hmm. and they want to combine these groups together. Now, the reason they want to do that is because some of our competitors uh, basically grouped the IOCs together, which was completely understandable, right? Without the insight that we provided and the write-up, these groups could look similar to you. So we're not even saying they're wrong. We're just saying that when you look deeper, you do see definitive differences. Hmm. And so I think it's important that people actually read the post and don't just throw out... It's one group and we like it being one group, you know, because it's nice when things fit in buckets in life. And I understand that everyone would like to have one bucket with all the bad things in it. But the reality is that's not how cybercrime works, right? Mm -hmm. Attackers watch each other. They copy each other's methodologies and they improve upon it. And what we see with Sea Turtle is really a distinct set of TTPs that's more advanced and much harder to detect than what we saw with the Dean Espionage campaign.
0: So let's start off uh, from, from the very top. I mean, in your research here, uh, you start off describing this as a state-sponsored attack manipulating DNS
1: systems. What leads you to believe it's state-sponsored? Well, there's a couple of things. I think the primary one is the sophistication, right? Uh, the way that this attack was designed was basically almost undetectable to the target. You know, the second one, I think, is really who did they target, right with with dns espionage we saw civilian business government targets all bundled together right a real grab bag style approach with sea turtle on the other hand we see very very different set of targets uh, these targets are pretty much exclusively national security government and military mm-hmm. right so when you look at it from that perspective it really comes off as a pure espionage play as opposed to one that maybe was targeting intellectual property and whatever else they could find
0: so, uh, before we dig into some of the details of Sea Turtle, can you give us a, a quick overview? What exactly are we talking about with
1: DNS hijacking? Sure. So, uh, in, the, <laughs> in the post, we have a nice, simple, 11-stage graphic you can follow along with. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, so, you know, this was a long campaign, so I don't want to pretend that there was like a this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. It was more of uh, phases of the attack, which is why we <laughs> attempted to break that down in our graphic so you know the stage one of the attack is basically the attacker gaining access to an entity and that could be a registrar that could be a hosting provider but a company that could allow them access to a way to update where the dns registry pointed and so uh, they would compromise that facility they would obtain credentials they would use that to exfiltrate data basically more credentials and then update the dns record and once they had the you know DNS record updated through the update command, um, but basically they would redirect the domain to their name server. So again, another distinct difference from DNS espionage. DNS espionage would compromise name servers. Sea turtle use their own name servers. And so hmm. think about how this looks, right? So basically you find a way to compromise the registry and basically access it and send the update command. You point it at, the attacker's server, the attacker's name server, then provides the lookup and points at their man-in-the-middle server. Mm-hmm. At no point in time would the actual target see any of this. So this is basically attacking in a roundabout way that's literally going to bypass the target and yet still provide you all that nice man-in-the-middle information you want.
0: Now, when you when you say target, is is the target... Uh, the uh, the original owner of the site that's being redirected or is it the users of that site
1: I would say both right okay. so let's let's say I'm a foreign government right yeah. and let's say I would really like to spy on you know countries nearby right okay. let's say I want to get into their national security organizations and I want to be able to access their confidential information so that if there's anything I need to be aware of I can access that just pretty much whenever I want uh, so you know I would go to You know whatever the country code is i would look up their national security agency domain then i would figure out oh that's registered over at this provider that i happen to be able to access well let me send the update command and let me point that domain to me and then when the ns lookup comes in it goes to my server my server then says oh my other server over here that happens to look just like that national security organization's website is right here feel free to log in and they'll do this for a few minutes or a day collect credentials and in some cases we even saw them using those collected credentials to go back to the target server access it and then take out credentials in order to steal things like SSL certs and other encryption keys so that if they wanted to impersonate say the VPN uh, it would look legitimate yeah let's dig into that a little bit I mean
0: because uh, I, I guess is there a false sense of security with some of these
1: certificates well, so I think the problem here is that you know people have an implicit trust of DNS, right? Now, when we looked at DNS espionage, they were only using self-signed certificates, right? And so if you looked at your browser window, the little lock wouldn't look right, and you should be like, "Hmm, do I really want to enter my password?" Right. Now the reality is nobody checks that, right? Like maybe maybe there's eleven of us, <laughs> <laughs> right? right. <laughs> but it's not common, and so I think what we saw with Sea Turtle was the sophistication to not only try to bypass that, but to also make sure that they could access any traffic that should have been encrypted, right? And so, uh, you know, it's it's the next level of sophistication. And again, they didn't do this all the time, but we did see it. And I think it's an example of how sophisticated this can be, you know? and, And if you look at the number of areas attacked, right? I mean, it was a very specific group. And, you know, and even recently there was a post over the weekend about uh, the Greece CCTLD being targeted. So this isn't stopped, and this is one of the things that I think is the most fascinating about this. I would say like what ninety five plus percent of nation state attacks. Well, the second any of those IOCs become public, they tend to stop, mm-hmm. right? And we can look back at things like a VPN filter, you know, things like NotPetya. Once it became public or once the thing happened, they stopped, right? We know for a fact that when our DNA espionage write-up went out, some of our competitors grouped some of these IOCs together and effectively showed off pieces of the sea turtle campaign without knowing what they'd actually found. Hmm. Now, think about that from an APT perspective, right? I, as a country attacking other nation states, just had, you know, my campaign revealed and it was misattributed to another country. Mm. it's basically like giving them a get out of jail free card right right? that's a good day for me yeah that's a great day right and i just go change my ttps i come back in a week and i can continue on meanwhile everything i've done up until this point i just got to pass on Hmm. now the weird part here is they didn't stop and they didn't change so there's a there's a brazenness to this absolutely and it's something that we don't see every day so it's it's concerning when you look at it from that perspective because it really leaves you with the the thought of what would it take to dissuade this actor? Because right. we, we can't allow people to attack things like DNS, right? We can't allow countries to wipe other countries off the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, I well, mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean to that point. Uh, just uh, this morning, as we record this, uh, there was a story uh, from CyberScoop that uh, Admiral Robert strayer from uh, he's a Deputy Assistant Secretary of State. He said that one of the norms. Uh, is disrupting physical infrastructure, providing services to the public, and I think that fully encapsulates the internet's DNS function. Absolutely,
1: and that kind of thing should be off limits, right? We don't we don't condone people carpet bombing cities. You know that's clearly off limits. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to reach a point where we all agree that there are things because the internet is such a driver of the global economy that should be off limits. You shouldn't be able to tamper with an entire country's DNS. Right. If nation states want to spy on each other, we all know that's going to happen. But let's agree that if you're going to spy on each other, do so in a way that it doesn't damage the fundamental trust in DNS, which could affect global economies. Let me ask you about
0: that, because if I'm running a man in the middle here, let me play devil's advocate. If I'm running the man in the middle here and the folks who are going to use this service... Are able to u- still use, log on to this website and do the things that they want to do in the ways that they do them. Um, how is this monkeying with DNS uh, really breaking anything? Do you follow my line of thinking there?
1: Well, absolutely. Well, let, let's think about how most users use passwords. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, how many passwords do you think your mom has? Go. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can see my point yes, um, yes. I think you can hear the answer in my in my exasperated <laughs> sigh, yeah, you know, and so you know when it, i I got a lot of uh, critical feedback on this one more so than usual because really? people have very strong emotions around DNS yeah, um, and so one of the things we suggested was like if your registrar allows it, you know turn on a registry lock, yeah, you know, this is the same uh, advice we gave back when Kaminsky was talking about the DNS cache poisoning. And I had somebody, you know, I don't know, maybe frustrated or angrily tell people that that's just a Band-Aid. And my response is like, so what? Right? Like, like if I'm bleeding out of my arm, wouldn't I rather put a Band-Aid on it than just let dirt and gunk get in there and get all infected? Mm -hmm. You know, we're not saying that there's a perfect solution here. We're saying there's a series of things that you can do. Let's call it first aid that will help right? It may not solve the solution, right? If somebody decides to chop your arm off, yeah, a Band-Aid's not really going to help. But if they're just collecting, you know, tiny cuts, yeah, maybe it'll help. So, you know, I think there's a couple of things to do, right? The first one is just simply patch. You know, we listed a list of CVEs that we know this actor was using to compromise systems in order to update records. Mm -hmm. Patching those is easy, right? Now, the second thing, let's assume this is a sophisticated actor, right? They're going to find a way in. They're just going to, from what we've seen. They're very tenacious. So, okay, let's assume they can get in. Well, what can you do? Right? Well, I think the first thing is have two-factor authentication turned on, right? I mean, in this day and age, you need two-factor authentication to log into Twitter and Facebook from different computers, right? right? That's great. Everybody knows how to use it now. My mm-hmm. mom can use two-factor. So mm-hmm. if you haven't turned on two-factor, particularly if you're a TLD that doesn't support registry locks or things like that, or maybe you have a really, really simple and easy to bypass one where you just click a button, you know or or you can allow somebody to just turn it off from logging in yeah turn on (laughs) two-factor there's there's no reason not to anymore it's pretty cheap you know you can probably do it for free with google authenticator or uh you know let let me plug the uh shell out lots of money for duo because it's the best and it's super cool (laughs) okay craig (laughs) (laughs) but you know there's things like that that are not hard to do And it's relatively easy, you know. I, you know, I'm saying this with two of the CVEs being Cisco CVEs, but you know, I know updating a switch sucks. It's not fun, right? But do so, (laughs) please. Well, but let me continue down this path of being
0: devil's advocate, though, because I think um, using the analogy of uh, you know, carpet bombing neighborhoods or, or like, I think of like shutting down a hospital, you know, we we generally agree that hospitals are off limits. Um, but it seems to me that in this case, the monkeying that they're doing with, with DNS in this case, isn't taking sites offline. They're using it as a means to get the information they want rather than being an agent of destruction or chaos.
1: Correct. Right now they are being downright surgical. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what do we know about attacks on the internet? Right? I would argue every single time someone finds a clever way to string together attacks, to accomplish a goal, every bad guy, you know, it's that turn your head meme and whistle or whatever. Mm. Every bad guy sees that and is like, man, I'd really, really love to do that to blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And so our concern here is that right now this actor is being surgical. What happens when they decide not to be, what happens when they decide to say, you know, take Syria off the internet? Right. Or what happens when somebody tries to copycat this, only they're not as sophisticated and they accidentally end up erasing a bunch of stuff at a registry or just knocking over servers or, you know, who knows. Right. Uh, there's a lot of ways this could go wrong accidentally. There's a lot of ways this could be abused to take entire CCTLDs and things like that offline. Uh, there's a lot of ways. I mean, you know, imagine if you just went in and updated random records to random websites just to cause chaos. Right. I mean, there's a lot of really bad stuff this actor could have done if they wanted to be destructive, and they didn't. So we know right now that this actor is basically executing on a mission, and that mission appears to be very specific right now. Now the concern is, what happens if that mission statement changes? And what happens when somebody else copies this methodology to accomplish different missions? Mm -hmm. And the other interesting thing to notice is if you look at the things that were hijacked like with the uh, you know the Swedish consulting firm uh, they hijacked the mail subdomain right and so obviously Mm -hmm. you're thinking well why would they do that oh right because it would pass the passwords most likely in the clear Uh, the same reason they target the VPN endpoints Uh, this actor is targeting credentials because that will give them access to the actual National Security Service servers and then presumably they go back to that whole espionage thing so right now it's surgical Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to stay that way.
0: So, in, in terms of coming at this, um, I mean, it strikes me that obviously you have preventing them from being able to do this, and this is what we've just talked about: using multi-factor, using you know those locking down uh, your DNS uh, records. Um, is the other half of that um, political, of of establishing social norms? I mean, do we do we have treaties for cyberspace where we say these are the things we will not do?
1: I think we've got to start considering that, you know, I think we're clearly seeing nation state attacks escalate against other nation states. We've clearly seen a trend of certain actors who don't play well on the Internet, not care if they cause, say, the Olympics to go down or entire countries to be wiped out the Internet. That can't be acceptable, right? We've got to find a way to send a message without destroying innocent bystanders. Obviously this
0: is a sophisticated group, but like you said the methods here would be accessible to uh, You know the the script kitty in their basement uh, Who could inadvertently? Cause a lot of damage, and I suppose that's part of the issue here is that there's a there's there's a capability to be Disproportional uh, in the amount of damage you can cause relative to your I guess skill level
1: Absolutely, you know and unfortunately um, yesterday, when we released the Kharkov malware update for Dean espionage, mm-hmm. uh, we did tie it back to the apt thirty four dump with some tools that would allow someone to do simplistic hijacking. Uh, again, we don't believe that that's linked to sea turtle, but we've already seen tools that are similar to what was used in the sea turtle campaign leaked publicly as of last week. Hmm. so I, I think this type of abuse is only going to continue. I think, you know, as people in the security industry, we've got to sit back and realize DNS is not as secure as we'd like. And then with that in mind, let's start figuring out what band-aids we have available and where we can put them and then figure out what are the other risks and start taking steps to mitigate those.
0: Does this prompt a a fundamental relooking at uh, how DNS works and, and how we can better secure it? Or is it too late to,
1: to graft on new security measures? (laughs) <laughs> you know, grafting on security after the fact is always super successful. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's always good to sit back and take another look, right? Yeah. We learn new things and we see new clever ways to manipulate things all the time. And so I, I think, you know, yeah, let's let's sit back and look at DNS, you know, think about can we improve anything here? Can we bolt on security, right? Uh, and if we can and we can improve something, that would be great, you know? Um, I think we've got to, though, at the same time realize that maybe we can't bolt on more security. So what could we do around this to help secure it? Hmm. Right? Like what other options do we have available? I think you've really got to look at it from all angles because a lot of the time when you see people abuse these type of things, you don't notice all the potential avenues for abuse. And I think really the only thing that really reveals those is time. I mean, if we look back at, you know, I hate to pick on Microsoft, but if we look back on MSRPC and SMBV1, I mean, for a period of years, we would see a new way to abuse it or evade it just about every six months, right? I remember being able to take a metasploit attack that would be like a 2K PCAP, and you could literally fragment it until the connection would almost time out. I mean, you could end up with hundreds of megs of a single attack. So, I mean, in terms of the
0: big picture, in terms of of the take-homes and and, uh, actions people should be taking to protect themselves, what are your recommendations?
1: Well, I think the first thing is to figure out... You know, are you potentially the target of a nation state actor that wants to have continue their espionage activities in northern Africa or the Middle East? If you are, you should immediately turn on two-factor authentication and do a site-wide password reset. I think the second thing everyone needs to do is make sure that their infrastructure is patched. Go talk to their providers. Go talk to the people who they buy their domains from and make sure that those systems are patched. Make sure that if you can turn on things like a registry lock and ensure out-of-bands communications, you do so. You know go make sure that you're using two-factor on those sites that you're using unique passwords everywhere you can and realize that hey my domain might get hijacked can i detect that do i have the tools in place to detect that do i have a system to tell me if someone starts generating self-signed certificates and is using it around the internet uh, you know representing me and so look for things like that think out of the box and i think really it's going to come down to you know are you potentially the target of a nation-state attack You know, nation state attacks don't typically target Steve's website right? (laughs) or or mm -hmm. home hobbyists. These are going to be large corporations or government or military entities. I think people need to realize that this actor is not stopping. This is going on today. I think this will continue to go on. I think while people would love to group it into one thing, we're going to continue to see other attackers adopt these methodologies because they're so effective. So I would urge people to keep an open mind and not jump at attribution. It's easy to plant false flags, you know, and and I think attribution really is something that needs to be done carefully.
0: Our thanks to Craig Williams from Cisco Talos for joining us. The research is titled Sea Turtle. DNS hijacking abuses trust in core internet service. We'll have a link in the show notes. To learn why enterprises choose six sense, visit SixthSense.com. The Cyberwire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data tribe where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing cyberwire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond.